You smell funny. I'm a real fish nut. I really like fish. No, 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 fishing! And now, 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 it's Flats Mafia on 102.5 The Bone. It's like fishing with dynamite. Good morning, Flats Mafia Radio 1025 The Bone. I am your host, Captain Bubba Bencourt. I got a special guest in the house today, Parker Rabo today. Good morning, Bubba. How you doing? From, well, you, you basically are, uh, are, the, are you the co-founder of Florida Fantasy Fishing Camp? Is that what, it, what you would call your position? I am the founder. The founder. But the I go founder. by the direct, camp director. Okay. Well, what you do Just a good job on. Thank yes. you. Well, Parker's in the house today. We're going to get into all the stuff from um, from camp. We got plenty of stuff to go into. Uh, also, we we me and James went down or across the state to uh, Port Canaveral for the RCI Invitational, their third annual Invitational Inshore Slam. So we're going to get into that. But please, I mean, this is a special show because we are at the end of camp. Basically, we're on our last week. So as we start getting into that, Parker's got some great stories. We're gonna go back and forth on our <laughs> on our stories, which uh, I'm looking forward to because it's gonna be a great segment. But uh, more importantly, Hoppy, do you like your coffee you're drinking right now? Yes, I love it, dude. I actually I love it too. I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, this is the first time I've had it, but the the cold brew con leche is absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I I. I think I'm going to have to end up buying mine back from Parker if he doesn't start breaking into it. I've but been drinking made for a while, and the, the con leche is my favorite. Is, it is. I, I just found out about it, and uh, I'm now a huge fan of it. So I'm definitely going to have to keep it in the fridge. <laughs> uh, so we had an interesting interesting trip, a very quick, feels like a quick 24 hours. But we left Friday right after camp, went back to my house, got everything loaded up because we, we brought Greg Brewer, our cameraman, with us. And uh, this guy has so many cases of, like, cameras, drones, I mean, everything you could think of. So I had to make room on my boat so he had everything in a safe place. So they come, they pull up to the house. I'm cleaning the boat. I got, like, six nets thrown out in the yard. It's just, it, I'm cleaning out a whole front deck. I'm like, I don't even know why I had seven cast nets in my front, in my front hatch. But we get everything loaded. And the weather was absolutely terrible on the way there. It, it should have took us like two, two and a half hours. It felt like it took three and a half hours. All the way down I-4, I felt like when we were by Haines City, where the old board, boardwalk in baseball was, we were probably doing three miles an hour for an hour. It was, it was just terrible. But my biggest thing is we made it there with the trailer with no issues. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, right. And, um... So we get to the captain's meeting, which we should have we should have got to RCI's office a little earlier because we were going to do some filming there, but unfortunately we weren't able to do that. So we get to uh, Gators Dockside in Port Canaveral, awesome like awesome venue, and awesome captain's meeting. They RCI really went all out with the raffles they were giving away, and on top of it, they had a raffle for I believe it was a seventeen foot. Uh, Kyo. Wow. Yeah, I mean, dude, this was a, a sweet boat. Something I probably would have never get on, but someone like you who fly fishes and and hits the skinny water, you know, it's a perfect boat like that. But it's it it's literally a twenty five thousand dollar boat. So that was just all you had to do is buy twenty dollar raffle tickets and you had a chance to win it. So um, you know, all the raffles are great. They had a great buffet, just all around great event. So me and James went there. With zero intel. We've never fished that area. 
uh, we basically sit down while having a couple grown folks drinks and everyone, we got two or three people, Derek Engel, uh, Troy's son helped us out, but they have their phones out and they're circling their different spots. Like, Oh, look, trout's over here. Snook's over here. Try the reds and tarpon. We're like, all right. I mean, this is good enough Intel to, to go fish. So you're telling me there's no pre-fishing zero. Oh no, zero. I, you dude, rolled in to fish this tournament that on the next morning. That's it. Like, and literally, after the captain's tournament, we went straight to Walmart to get our lures. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not joking. And and guys, we were filming for TV, so I mean, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be able to at least get a half an episode out of this. But when the footage releases of us in Walmart, I I think by far might be the favorite part, my favorite part of the the trip because it was just it was just mayhem inside of Walmart, inside the fishing aisle. So we just were grabbing, grabbed top waters, we grabbed some twitch baits. DOAs. Uh, I think I grabbed some gulp shrimp, and I think I also had some. I don't know if it was a lot. It was kind of like a live target shrimp, but, but we just we literally just grabbed everything and threw it in a threw it in a bucket, and then we went by the. We were like, okay, so what are we gonna eat and snack on? We grabbed chips. We had peanut butter and jelly Smuckers sandwiches. The the strawberry. I mean, dude, we were loaded up, and then we filled the cooler full of beer, and we went back to the hotel. And like, I remember James telling me he was like, dude. You seriously, like, we're laying down for four minutes before you started snoring. I was out. Like, dude, I mean, out. So we woke up. We still had to hook up the trolling motor. Trolling motor wasn't hooked up. I just got it back. It was out in service for, like, I don't know, seven weeks. Wow. Get it back. We're in Ace Hardware's parking lot hooking it all up. Get the trolling motor working. Probably haven't charged the batteries, I have to tell you, in eight or nine weeks at least you know put it on the truck and literally i mean the batteries the trojan batteries that were underneath my console they lasted all day long and haven't been charged in probably over two months it was just like we were like we're gonna go through all this and hook the trolley motor up and the batteries are gonna be dead well they worked we put the boat in the water of course we start working the area where they told us to start fishing and the sky just turns black it's like I'm looking behind us. I'm like, dude, that's a lot of rain coming. So are we going to wait this out or are we going to go back to the truck? They're like, ah, let's go. Let's just wait it out. So now we're fishing this area by our power plant, which we always love to do, the illegal spots, where it clearly says do not go fishing here. And this siren goes off. They made my heart stop. James almost fell off the boat. I'm talking about a siren like if there was a zombie apocalypse coming or a hurricane coming, just the loudest noise i'm like oh god we're not supposed to be in here and then the guy gets on the on the mic and starts saying lightning detected five miles away everyone outside in i'm like okay this is definitely a sign for us to go back to the truck so it wasn't for us we were able to fish that whole illegal area i guess unless it wasn't illegal and it was only open kind of like our power plants open it closes november 15th through march 31st same kind of signs so we go back to the truck. We waited out for like 45 minutes in the truck. Get back out there. Um, Where did the sound come from? Where did from the, the warning power come pl- from? From the power plant. So we're, we're I'm telling you. We're we pro- need that in Tampa. Dude, <laughs> I, we're like maybe 30 yards from this power plant. It was so loud and it lasted so long. I'm James was already saying, hey, lift up the power plant. Lift up the power plant. Like, we, we were scared, bro. I'm not going to lie. We were pretty scared. And it wasn't for us. Yeah. But if. 
if they're making all their employees go inside because lightning was detected five miles away, we should probably get off the water. And our 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 video producer Greg, he was like, dude, this sucks. Like he's soaking wet. He didn't bring a rain jacket. He didn't bring a poncho. Nothing. I didn't bring one either. And we're just soaked and standing there fishing, soaked in the rain. So we go back, we dry off. After we look at the radar, once this last band passed, we were like, dude, we're going to be good. It's it's going to be clear. We're ready to go. And we start fishing. James gets like three or four hits right off the bat from a tarpon. This baby tarpon is trying to eat this topwater plug, and he's blowing up on it left and right, left and right, and never eats it. And we keep working down, and we get around this corner, bro, and this fish blows up on James's topwater plug, this redfish which was a beautiful, you know, it was probably about 25, 26. He wasn't, you know, a bull or nothing. But anytime you could catch a, <clears throat> a solid fish on artificial, you're a huge artificial guy. Right. You're more of a huge fly guy, right? You do fly more than... It, it started with artificial, and now it's all fly. Yeah, now it's all fly. So, the, especially with fly, it's, it's even... It, you're putting in even more work, and, and you actually are... You have to make that bait look as realistic as possible. But it's so rewarding. Right. It is. By far, whether you're just throwing a regular artificial or you're throwing the fly, it is such a rewarding thing to be able to hook and land a decent fish on artificial. For each level, you catch less and less fish, but each fish is worth more and more. It really so is. It really is. And uh, It's just all about perspective. And you asked me a question before we went on air. You're like, when's the last time you threw artificials? I'm like, <laughs> well, before our Louisiana trip and maybe one bass trip before wow. then, probably like four or five years. Like, I mean, I'm a live bait guy. I've always been a live bait guy. I mean, when I was younger, I would throw gold spoons and, you know, just before we actually were even catching white bait and before we even knew what we were doing. But it really, it, I was pumped up about it because you know you go, you try, you try to find your the best lure for the area you're in. You know you got to think about water clarity, you got to think about what's around you, all your surroundings. So it was cool going in and, and buying it. And then when you got out there, you had like three or four rods already hooked up, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm starting with this. This doesn't work. I'm working with See, this. See, you're getting it. Yeah. Getting so it. you know, you know that. And then you really realize. Why these bass guys have like nine rods on their boat and they have all different, nine different uh, lures and jigs and all kinds of stuff on it. So it was super, it was, it was fun. I wish we could have, we did, we caught, we caught a redfish. I caught a trout. I mean, my trout was probably scraping 12 inches. I mean, it was not big at all. Trout to trout. It is. So, and in that tournament, they had um, the Calcutta. It was a $2,100 trout if you caught the big one. And, uh, I'm pretty sure this guy, Alex, he's the one that won it, 2100 bucks, And it was for this whole tournament was they they do a thing. You know how we have cabinets for clean, clean water, but over there they have something called Restore the Shore. So I'm pretty sure RCI was able to uh, raise close to $10,000 to put that money all back into Restore the Shore down there because, wow. you know, they got hit bad. When all that red tide and all that stuff happened, I've never seen so much grass die in my life. Like we, especially yesterday, seen I saw so many huge sand holes that I've never seen there before. Because I used to fish there all the time when I was a younger kid through Cars Park. You know, when my uncle he was a a NASA employee, so they'll let you go to Cars Park, and we would get out in canoes, go out to the spot, and then get out and set up like a three sixty perimeter around us with finger mullet on a weight. And, dude, we would crush the fish. 
And that fishing back then, like now my cousin goes to that same spot. He was like, dude, I can't catch a redfish to save my life. Wow. And we used to go, I mean, we would go out there and have multiple, like 20 fish days and uh, 10 of them were bulls all over 35. And it is just so, it was so, it was so awesome because you had it in the rod holder, you let the fish eat it because we had these PVC rod holders that were just set up all around. You let the fish eat it. He has nowhere, no mangroves to break you off. If he wants to run 200 yards, you have enough line. You let him. So it was. Uh, it, I'm glad that all over the state, people are doing things to make the water better because you know that's what we live for. I mean, I I mean everything that we do especially around here is all surrounded by water and we have to protect it in every way we can. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I had to get that off my chest because, you know, I let you do it. I know. I appreciate it, but we're about to crush <laughs> these next two segments. We're about to crush it. If you guys really want to hear some great stuff about this kids camp, we had what, 11 weeks of it. Was it 11 total? We're approaching the 11th. Well, we are on the 11th week. So you can only imagine uh, I can't wait to hear some of these stories because Parker's actually kept it under the wrap. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So you guys, make sure you stay tuned. This is Flats Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone. You're listening to Flats Mafia on 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to Flats Mafia on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back to Flats Mafia Radio, brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, cause I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation. If you don't song. like I your life, then then you song. should go and change it. Hey, 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 this is gonna have I'm to be on vacation our new intro, so. every single day, cause Flats I love Mafia my Radio 102.5 The Bone. A little dirty heads action. They were here live last night, or Friday, was well, last night. With 311, heard it was pretty pretty sick concert. But uh, we're back. Got Parker in the house from Florida Fantasy Fishing Camp. Good morning. Good morning. Now we can actually get this show on the road here. Let's get to it. Uh, Parker is the man. Basically comes down. He has put together this camp that started, what, now I hear seven years ago? This is our seventh summer. We are a week away from completing. Completing, which we, I mean, dude, we Thank are. God. We are counting the hours, minutes. <laughs> and like, when we get to that. I love it, but I I'm do ready. too. Yes. it's It's been a long, hot summer. It has. And you know what? We, we actually have, we've been, we've been okay. Being how bad the weather has been. Oh my gosh. We've actually been, we've very been able lucky. to get it done. Yeah, we yeah. got very lucky. I know uh, when I was doing the, the overnight camp, the weather was pretty sketchy that week mm -hmm. but we were able to get it done you yeah, know we didn't have to come can't leave so no. we got to get yeah it done. we got to get it done so when how how did you come up with it in your head seven years ago you're like i'm gonna start a fishing camp like how did well, it all come out so i was completing a master's program at the university of south florida okay. usf and i was in the entrepreneurship segment of the mba program and I had to throw together a business to do a thesis on to complete the, the program. And I love fishing, grew up fishing. I had a bunch of connections in Tampa. Um, and I just felt like it would be a good fit. I felt like I had the energy and I could communicate with kids and parents and moms. And, <laughs> and I, I just kind of threw it together as a fun thing to do during the summer. They didn't offer any classes during the summer. And I thought... Well, what a better way to do a little summer camp. And it was never supposed to be a viable 
business. It was honestly for a class. It was a project. It was a project. No way. <laughs> and it blew up. It, it did. It blew up. Seven years ago, I ran two um, sessions. I had 35, 40 campers in our first summer. Um, split up between the two sessions? Split up between the two sessions. Um, it was at the old Icy Sharks. Wow. Way back when, before the getaway was even an idea. And um, the next summer, we doubled. And the summer after that, we tripled. And now we've just, been growing every, ever since. And now, now there's literally 350 kids on a waiting list. We have 470, I think, that are enrolled that have fished with us this summer or will fish next week. And there is an additional 350 on waiting lists. That is wild. It has been insane. And, and the reason why you're not basically starting a whole other camp is because you want to keep the quality to the best you can. Right, right. There's because- all... With just me and with the locations that we have, I do not want to grow too much more. Um, I love the ratio from captain to angler and from counselor to camper. Yeah. So in order to keep it where it's at, and my my expectations for uh, quality and uh, camper experience are such that I don't want to grow too fast. Yeah. We have been growing every summer. But slowly, incrementally. And I think you've been doing it in the right way. Little by little, you bring in another captain or two. And right, exactly. Dude, my hat's off, too, because you run back and forth from that overnight camp at USF back to Hula Bay and back and forth and just— And to the offshore camp. And, and to the offshore at camp. Hubbard's at Marina. Hubbard's Marina. So yeah. that, that's running—the Hubbard's Marine camp runs all summer as well? No, that one starts in—we uh, only do a couple of those in July. So okay. that wrapped up last week. Okay. But still, I mean, that— it. It is so crazy how you're able to organize all this. And, and and the help that you get from your counselors, your counselors are great. I know. I actually, um, uh, I had Maxwell, I guess he was leaving out of town, so I had a, a kid off on Friday, and Matt was there. And the kids were like, come on, Matt, come on the boat. I'm like, dude, come on, let's go fishing. He was like, yeah, for sure, let's, I'm going. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice. And and I like to try to do that, with, especially when you get towards the end of the That was very camp. nice of you. Yeah, but I, I like to get, you know, they sit there, they, they get there, especially Matt, he gets there early, sets up all camp for all the kids. Right. You know, so it's nice to be able to do that for them. But more importantly, it is a, it really is a great camp all put together the kids love the whole catfish derby. You guys do the catfish derby Monday, Wednesday, or something. Right. You know, so, but it, it, it really is impressive because I got to actually experience the overnight camp. And that's a whole nother monster. That is a whole other monster. So the inshore camp at Hula Bay Club essentially is like a week at school. It's 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. Yeah. And I organize four friends per boat. And there's six boats at that camp. Yeah. So there's a group of eight to nine-year-olds on a boat. There's a group of 10 and 11-year-olds. And everybody is fishing with their age group or their friends. um, And that's at the day camp. The overnight camp runs similarly, but it is a whole other monster. It's just nonstop. They never leave. They sleep. We stay at the University of South Florida St. Petersburg campus, USF St. Pete. Which is a beautiful campus. Beautiful campus in downtown St. Petersburg with great access to good fishing. And they have a marina on campus there, which all the guides pick up from every morning. Yeah, that and that camp, uh, I got to say, it was my favorite group of boys because they were just, they were older. You know, they... They were sarcastic. I was able to really just sum it up with them. Yes, I was able to just just 
just have a great time with them. And you know, they loved you. I know. Oh that. my god, dude! I had a. I, I literally, you know, when you go to a summer camp and you meet like new friends, and then they're gonna go back to their hometown. You're like, you're sad. <laughs> and like, I, I, that's how I felt with them. Like, I Good. was. Good. We feel that every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and and then this week, you know, this group of kids I had this week, they're younger. You know, it. That's the. That's the best thing is that. Each week, you know, this is my first week. I actually had multiple weeks, first year, that I had multiple weeks. So each week is different. You yeah. never know. And then come that Monday morning, you know where your week's going to go, how your week's going to go, or what you need to do to make the week go good. Right. So a good fishing camp captain has to be able to handle the seven and eight year olds. And yes. then three days later, be able to handle 14 year olds who want to yeah. go after snook and tarpon. Yeah. Oh yeah. That are just diehard. Yeah. You know, cause like the kids I had on my that's boat. That's tough. That, yeah. I know that's not easy. No. And, and the thing is, so you kind of fill them out on Monday morning and then, you know, you, you the sandbar or desperation on and what we do towards the end of the day, you know, these kids I had on my boat on Monday, it was so hot. I had like by 10, 30, 11, they're like, when are we going swimming? I'm like, <laughs> and then I got one poor kid on the front of the boat. I want to keep fishing, you know? So you got to be able to manage. You these. have to manage it. Really, yeah. You really do. And, you know, but then that when Maxwell, when he finally experiences sand dollars, he's like, what? Oh, so I could bring my mask tomorrow? I'm going to bring my snorkel? Like, they were all for it. But even at that, still, like, you know, when you have three kids going one way, one kid going the other, you know, you got to try to really – Meet them in the middle yeah. and tell them, hey, look, guys, we're going to fish to this time. When this timer goes off, then we're going. So every time you ask me when we going, guess what? I'm hitting the <laughs> snooze. So we're pushing it back even more. You know, and it gets challenging at sometimes. But honestly, in the in the last five weeks that I've had, um, it hasn't really been that challenging. It really it, 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 it is a challenge, and that's what makes it makes it fun. Right. And, and communication is key. If is. you communicate with your group, they'll know what to expect. And even if you're doing something that they don't want to do, if they don't want to wait on a big snook for 30 minutes, you know, and you just amp it up and you give them a little bit of anticipation yeah. and you communicate the plan, that makes all the difference. Yeah, and and that's the thing, too. Like, even, you know, we're supposed to come to the dock loaded, locked and loaded with bait. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, the last two weeks have been a blessing because bait has been so easy. But... I experienced it in the overnight camp just because I ran up on a sandbar and sucked in mud and killed all my bait my first day on the <laughs> overnight camp. That's how my day started on overnight camp. Sucked in mud on both live wheels, killed everything. And then, uh, you know, I had a 13-year-old, the youngest kid on the boat, drive my boat around while I threw the net at a marker, and he drove the boat better than my dad has ever done. That's awesome. Right? So, but, like, even going to catch bait and let the kids experience that. We were talking in the elevator on the way up, you know, uh, Rick, Silkworth, he he does he runs camp a completely different way. He's you know Monday Tuesday teaching them everything, and then they're gonna you know attack different fish. Right. And Each different captain species. will 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 attack their camp and their group differently. Yes, I'm working on my own fires and managing the whole overall camp, and I don't get to hear any of the small any of the stuff that you guys are going through. You guys yeah. have your own issues, which. I only see you at 9 a.m. Yeah. You guys have been on the water for how long? Uh, usually, I'm probably at the ramp at kids' camp by 5.30. See, there's a whole life you're living that I don't even know about. Yeah. You guys show up with a clean boat, full bait, yeah. with a smile, and I don't know what's been going on. Yeah. And 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 you now that you say that, like that's probably one of my one of my favorite parts of camp is when you get back to the dock and you're there with all the captains, that could be a TV show in itself. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, it could be. That... Some it's sometimes it's almost 
it could be almost up to two hours that we're on the dock ready to go. Because right. if bait was easy that morning, then boom, like you're back at the dock, cleaned up, and and hanging out. And now you have, now you're hearing the stories of six different captains of whatever happened on their boat the day before. Right. Just you know, then you got great captain talk, and then that is a fun time. Just. Hanging out with all the captains there. That that to me is one one of my favorite things. I at would camp. love to hear the smack talk. That's oh going my on. god. I mean, you got twenty four kids, different personalities of all from seven years old to fifteen years old sometimes. Yes. And I can't imagine what <laughs> is going down in those conversations. So it, 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 I remember. So last last year I got my first week of kids camp. And literally <laughs> on the first day, on the first day, we're macro fishing. The fish hops in the boat. Comes off the hook and just slices the back of this kid's calf. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, God, this is it. I'm never going to be able to do kid's camp again. And the kid's bleeding. I'm, I'm trying to stop it. I'm like, are, are you hurting? Like, you know, is, does it hurt? He goes, no, it just stings a little. So I'm, I'm at this point, I wasn't prepared with a first aid kit. Now I got first aid kits, oh, everything you need. All. And even at the marina. Yeah. Like, they, and, and At home base, we're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, so he was fine. You know, I wrapped him up and he fished the whole time. And, you know, those are the just little things that happen. At camp, which I know, as we proceed into our third segment today, I can't. There's one quite. There's one story I want to hear about about a hook flying somewhere and and. Oh gosh, yep. There's there's just so many things, but you never. That's the thing. You never know what to expect. In the captains that you do have in this group, and the offshore and the inshore, they're all studs. They, and I'm I am that's I, why I feel here. honored to be fishing with these with these guys and I'm not gonna call them old timers because they would get mad at me if I called them old timers but some of them are old timers some of them are old timers. <laughs> yeah so um, <laughs> but you know you you could be more you know a little nicer and just call them the OGs of the fishing industry they tuck their shirts in let's put it that <laughs> way <laughs> uh, man but it, it is just so much fun on that dock before those kids come and then you hear and. And next door, Beltran ha- runs like an alarm like every 15 minutes. Like, I don't know if they do it for their breaks. Not uh, 8.30, 8.45. Then oh, when that I last I've alarm. I've never noticed that. Oh, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you got li- li- listen for it this week. Because then you can, you, you almost know when the kids are coming. That last alarm sounds off, and then you just see them. And it, and it, it either Tony Franklin or Rick Lyles, they go, oh, here they come. And you, just, <laughs> you just see 30 kids running down the dock. And, <laughs> and, and you can tell how your day's going to – Day's going to be, some of the kids are coming off, they're still half asleep. Other kids got a smile from ear to ear. They can't wait. And then there's other kids that's already asking 1,500 questions <laughs> before they even get on the boat. But then that's that when, sounds about right. Yeah, and then that's when it all starts. And what you have put together, if I could have been be able to be a part of that camp as a young kid, I think I would have been in a whole different uh, – I would have probably been in even better – Fisherman. I mean, I'm okay, okay fisherman right now, and I've learned so much from everyone. I think but you got it. I yeah, but you but when it. you when you could get introduced, you know, the I'm looking at these kids at seven, eight. Even I had a boy on my, uh, I think he was six, you know. But I'm looking at him and his form in fishing compared to the older kids on the boat. He's got it down pat. He's got the rod tucked underneath. Like his casting skills are good. Sometimes the kids don't even know, you know. I I feel like I gotta bring shorter rods sometimes because they don't know how to handle. You know, the rod, like right. when I say, all right, bring it over here. Let me get a bait. And they bring it. They hit three rods coming in. <laughs> you know, it's like, but. Oh, it's it, got to be 90% teaching and helping and yeah. 10%. And and what I've and what I've been able to do in the last six weeks, or I say solid five weeks, because I did a week and then I had a couple weeks off. But you get into this routine, 
And you try to teach the kids because if you're not careful, the kids they'll they'll turn lazy on you. And I and I know I'm like, bud, you know how to you know how to bait your hook. And they're asking me to bait their hook, and I'm in the back with three rods wrapped around like a, a tornado. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll get to it in a second. But if you want to get keep fishing, grab one of those baits and hook them through where I showed you. And little by little, you'll see them as the week progresses. I knew yeah. you knew how to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been, you've, you've been, I, t- I, I called him out this week. I said, you've been baiting your hook for the last hour. Where have you been for the last four I days? I know for a fact the group you had last week has fished with us uh, a minimum of 10 weeks over yeah. the last like two or three years. Oh, yeah. Those guys come every single year, sometimes for multiple weeks. And, and you know what, with that being said, it's Funny to hear the kids' stories of all the other captains. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could pick their brain. We should have a few in the studio here with us now. I would love to hear. We got my perspective from shore, yes. your perspective on the water, yes. and I would love the their wild perspective, perspective oh, of a camper God. that's get, fished with multiple different guides. We could probably pick a couple, a handful of them that would be perfect to come. Oh, we we yeah. should probably do that. I'm thinking that's a great idea. Oh, that is a super good idea. We're going to uh, – we, we got – we got the good stuff coming up next. This is all different kind of stories that happen at kids camp. Also, I want to remind you guys about Scallop Fest coming up. Make sure you get your pre-orders in, but we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. This is Flats Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone, brought to you by Southeastern Fish and Tackle. Flats Mafia on 102.5 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio 102.5 The Bone. We got this is gonna be a great segment. Has he called in yet? Huh? He's on a hold right now. Sweet. Well, we got my one 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 of uh, the kids I had on my boat a couple weeks back. Uh, his name's Drew. Put go ahead and put Drew through. He's on. Drew, what's up, dude? What's up, Bubba? Bro, what <laughs> are you doing awake right now? <laughs> I got. I just got off a cruise. I'm driving back home. Oh, oh really? Sweet. Hey, can you put yeah. your headphones on that Facebook Live so that the people can hear it? Hey, um, dude, I I don't know if you I, you guys literally were my favorite group in, in kids camp. I was, yeah. Was Bubba fun. won't stop talking about you guys. I, what I, did you do <laughs> on that boat, <laughs> dude? We had so much fun. But I was talking with Parker, and dude, I, I there's actually a pretty funny story. I didn't know about this. Drew, they want me to oh, tell no. the ghost crab story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like seven ghost crabs in our tent. So I'm going to set the scene, and then we'll just ask for your reaction. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Let's do that. So um, Drew and his bu- his buddy Hayden have been doing the overnight <laughs> camp for a couple years. Yeah. What year? This was your third year? Third year, yeah. Sweet. Um, and every session we do a beach camping trip. Yeah. So we sleep at the dorms at USF St. Petersburg. And once a week, we camp on Shell Key, which is an island, boat access only, um, in the Fort DeSoto area. Yeah, overnight camping. Overnight camping. So we snook fish, we um, shark fish off the beach, and then they sleep in tents that we set up for them, and then the captains pick them up to fish the next morning. Um, Long story short, in the middle of the night, a camper not in Drew's tent went out. (laughs) And grabbed a whole bunch of ghost crabs. And I am assuming that everybody knows what a ghost crab is. They're essentially harmless crabs that come out at night. They're about the size of your iPhone. And they run 
like hell across the beach. <laughs> so this kid goes and catches him, and as he catches him, he goes into Drew's tent and unzips it just enough to slip a crab in. <laughs> then he, he went back and did it again and again. How many crabs were in your tent? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was more than a dozen. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, so tell me, what was your first, like you were, you were dead asleep, what was your first reaction when that happened? I was like, oh, it's probably one of them, like, kicking around in their sleep. And I'm like, this ain't supposed to tickle. Hold up. <laughs> so I wake up. The counselor tent wakes up to screaming. Oh, just, God. Just the nightmare. Nightmare. Nightmare screams. Angry screams. Sad screams. I mean, I didn't know what was going on when we first heard the commotion. I've heard him scream before, so I know what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, dude, so... I mean, at one point, were you ever even able to go back asleep? Like, I mean, like- oh yeah, yeah, I, I had a little PTSD, but we, we, we settled down. <laughs> so it's like when you feel a uh, ant crawling on your leg, and the oh, ant's gone, yeah. you still feel it crawling on your leg. Oh my! God. I can only imagine. I wouldn't have been able to go back to sleep. So, did, I mean, are we allowed to do, What camper did this? Like, I mean, did, he didn't get in trouble, did he? Or well, we, we had to act. No. Like, I mean, all the counselors thought it was the funniest thing that we'd ever seen. Absolutely. But we could not show that. We yeah. had to punish this kid. He had to sleep kid. on the beach, though. He, he did. He we made him sleep beach. on the beach, out of his tent. <laughs> I know who it was. He was from Texas. His name is Dylan. Okay. He you know. Is, you know Black Tip H? He's actually yeah. Black Tip H's little brother. Really? Little brother. No, yeah. Oh, well, that explains it all. Yeah, this kid, uh, yeah, we'll never forget you, that kid. You could not, like, go up and have a conversation with him without him wanting to slap box you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. Hey, listen, I'm so happy that you were awake to be able to call in <laughs> and then even be a part of that because Parker was telling me about that story, but I did not know you were one of the on the other end of that crap. <laughs> this was two summers ago, I think, right, Drew? Yeah, yeah, I actually might have been last year. Really? It yeah, it could have been. It was sea fishing. Oh, okay, it was it was one of the offshore days too. Awesome. Oh wow! Oh my, that day was crazy. <laughs> Bubba was telling me that you guys enjoyed your week with him. That was the best. That was the best. I haven't week seen I've camaraderie had. on the boat like that in a long time. It was <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. Hey, you know, I'm a little yeah. upset. Like you haven't texted me to see how I've been doing or nothing, bro. <laughs> like I gave you my phone number. You like you're supposed to like, hey, what's up, bro? Like you know, you know, I'm I'm a little upset with you, Drew. Bubba's been sad just talking about you guys. He wants to hang out with you. And yeah, stuff. like I don't know what you 15-year-olds do like on Friday, but I'll, I'll go hang out. Like, you know, I'll be your All chaperone right. or whatever, pick you guys up. Right. So, so basically I started school this week. Kind yeah. of sucks. Oh, yeah, man. it does. Well, you, you're starting at Jesuit, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, good for you, bro. Well, make sure hey. you get uh, – Make sure you get uh, all your rest. so you can fish during the summer, all right? Yeah, and if you don't do camp, yeah. you're always you're always welcome to be my first mate on my boat, just so wow. you know. All right. That's awesome. All right. That's all right. awesome. All right, dude. All right. Well, have a good year of school. And, uh, hey, bro, text me, hey, text me from time to time, bro. You know, just check on your all boy. Right. All right, bro. Sure. Take it easy. Right. See you, Drew. Nice Thanks for calling, bro. Bye, Parker. Bye, See you, bye. See you man. See you, bro. Just a great, absolute great kid. He has he has so much personality. He's so uh, yeah. he's, he's awesome. awesome. He yeah, really is. So, sure. all right, we got the crab story out of the way. There's got to be, I know you got a couple other under There's some other funny camp stories, some of which we're not going to talk about, okay. some of which we are going to okay. talk about. I mean, there's been numerous uh, hooks and hands. Which it's, um, being on the boat, I mean, I've literally, I've almost hooked my own, Kids oh, yeah. have almost hooked my eyelids. I, I took a hook out of uh, Frank Lato. Lato's hand. Yeah, but I think that was more because of him fishing after camp. He was fishing after camp. Oh, no, so. I think he was fishing before. Um, was it before they had to pick up? Or was it, no, was it was after? He went to go catch 
trout. Out yeah. To check on some yeah, trout checking spots. on some fish, yeah. And a, a treble hook flew out of a trout's mouth, and uh, he set the hook right in his thumb. Oh, he, he, yeah, I got him so good. I got to take that out of him. So yeah, I fun. heard about that. Yeah. That was pretty good. But uh, last year, we had a camper throwing a mirror lure, and one end of the mirror lure had a ladyfish on it. The other end of the mirror lure had his hand on it. Oh, and no. every time the fish shook, it just dug deeper oh, no. and deeper. And I have a great photo of the ER with the, him holding the mirror lure. And it looks like he's just holding a lure in his palm, but it's stuck in there. Jesus. Yeah. Those are those are the ones you gotta. You gotta. You just need to go um, and get antibiotics. You yeah. know, to take it out is not a big deal, but you've got to be put on antibiotics, which includes a ER visit. Yes, you got or an urgent care visit. Yeah, and I mean, and you can. I can only imagine you have that many kids, that many weeks. I mean, something's bound to happen. Oh yeah, and and we're 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 experienced in handling that. Yeah, so. and you guys are always just like you know when I I told that story about the. You know, that kid, on the, you're like, you know, if you need to, just come back to camp real quick. We'll get them all oh, bandaged yeah. up. You know, you guys are really, really good with that. And, um, I mean, I'm, I think about how many – you can go to uh, flag football camp or something, snap an ankle or break an arm. I mean, the things oh, are – Oh, the good. level of risk is, 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 is equal. Yeah, um, for sure. It's just different different uh, issues yes. that we've learned to overcome. Yeah. Uh, but the, another funny one, we had a couple campers playing pranks on each other throughout uh-huh. the week. Oh, God. And the, the final prank, a camper who was flying back to, I think it was Kentucky, Bowling Green, Oh, Kentucky. no, I can only imagine now. It got a little extreme. The, uh, the other camper put a half of a pinfish in his p- luggage. Oh, my God. So it went in the plane, checked bag, got home, and there is a half-decaying pinfish oh in my his God. bag. It, it, maybe a whole one wouldn't have been so bad, so it wouldn't have been leaking. Exactly. Oh. No, it was it was it was bad, but we had to laugh, and it was after camp, so there's nothing I can do. Yeah, but, it's out of your hands. Yeah, it was out of my hands, <laughs> and all the counselors thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. Yeah, I mean, life. dude, that's what summer camp's about, and pranks and all that. It, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Right. I mean, it, obviously, I, we when we're together on the boats. You know, with my buddies and stuff, there's always stuff going on. I've had a thread fin in my backpack for probably close to three weeks. <laughs> you know, I was I was a little upset about it, but it was good. You laugh about it when it's all said and done. We had some younger campers um, at the overnight camp a couple years ago, and we could not figure out what the smell was coming from their dorm room. It was horrendous. We searched everywhere, couldn't find anything. One of the campers had been shoving bait uh, pilchards in his pockets no. to save to fish later in the day. <laughs> he would go in the captain's well, grab pilchards, shove him, fill his pockets full every day, and then zip them up in his bathing suit to use for when, the night when you for, fish when off the wall. Night fishing, yeah. No way. And they and he didn't really understand the the process of a fish, you know, after a couple hours or a couple days. And oh my gosh, the room was horrible, dude. <laughs> You would not hey, believe it. So, like, I was asking Drew when he was on the boat, like, you know, so they get a curfew. They have a curfew. They need to be in their rooms by, like, 10 o'clock or something, right? 10, 10 o'clock lights out, but you don't have to go to bed. If okay. you're quiet, you yeah. can chill with other buddies if yeah. you want for a little bit. So we're a little bit lenient on that, yeah. but it's got to be collected. But they fish they fish every night. We fish every night until 10. If it's good, we'll stay a little bit later. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's uh that that's what makes it interesting. And you know what? Rained out a little bit. We said, yeah, come in for lunch, and you know, it was just it was awesome. And being able to sit in there with all the kids and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the offshore camp as well. 
and the 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 stories from I mean there's so there's so many different things like you, when you have the kids on the boat for instance it's like conversations you hear and like <laughs> you like you hear the, you hear these kids and you're like I I can't believe it like dude, like but the the Drew Hayden Will Ben those kids were all self sufficient they they could do everything themselves uh even right. one morning um Will the youngest kid he I, we I had to catch more bait he said, Cap, let me throw that net, 12-foot net. He goes on the front of the boat, and he throws this net. And I wasn't paying attention. He comes back, Cap, I threw a dime. I threw a dime. <laughs> and, and I look at Drew. Drew's like, bro, he seriously just threw it better than you. <laughs> and that's how Drew is. Like, he he, he just – and then I was – I remember saying on the boat, like, yeah, uh, you nailed that one right on the button. Like, I, I had these sayings. That's hilarious. And he was like, nope, pretty sure that's not not it. <laughs> and then the other one I said, to, I said, uh, what I, um, yeah, you're not the, the brightest tool in the shed. He goes, uh, pretty sure it's the sharpest. <laughs> yeah, like, but his sarcasm was awesome. And, oh, they're good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of these kids, they just need you to bring them within the vicinity of fish, and they will catch them. Oh, yeah. Some, you need to come, and you need to help them cast. Yeah. You need to help them be patient. You need to help them reel in. Others, you just put them, give them the tools, yes. and they'll make it happen oh, themselves. And th- that's exactly what that group was. And yeah. uh, I mean, I remember that, that week, it was raining. So we fished, we were fishing the pond. It was raining so hard. You would throw chum out. You couldn't even see the fish hit the water. That, like you couldn't even hit the, but the kids were that's like, that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, oh, they were loving out there. I was like, guys, look, we're gonna fish as long as we can. Lightning strikes were gone. Yeah, they're like, that's fine. Lightning that's fine. and wind we can't handle, but yeah. torrential rain. Yeah, you we, could fish in that. Oh, dude, and it, the fish biting. Oh my, it's it it really does the the what the the bite goes off. I think our biggest snook of the summer came from a total rain day really? that we were fishing in. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So, uh, one of my questions I have for you was what was the most impressive fish so far in the 10 weeks that we've had camp. Wow. What is the most There's impre- a lot of impressive fish cuz not always the the biggest fish isn't always yes, the most correct. impressive. But we've had some good ones. We have a captain who on a calm day after our beach camp out cuz of our proximity to um the gulf. Yes. He goes out, Captain Rick Silkworth will go out and uh, try to handline Goliath Grouper. Yes. So the day before He'll set it up on his boat with some anticipation and build up. They're going to go catch bait. And catching bait is Jack Jack Craval fishing. Yes. So they'll all go catch big Jack Craval. He will put it on a rope attached to some anchor chain, attached to a hook bigger than my hand. Yes. And he was having 12-year-olds hand line. I saw videos Goliath of that. Groover. Yes. That's impressive looking. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was watching. I'm like, I want to I want to go do <laughs> yeah, that. <right. laughs> like, Rick, what's up? Let me get on the boat. <laughs> no, that was cool because I saw the video. And he was like, yeah, don't worry about it. If you let it go, it's attached to the cleat. Right, like, right, right. You know. But so- we've had other fun catches where um, a camper will cast into the trees and the, sometimes your pilchard will be able to fall through hanging, the water, yes. and it's hanging, and then you'll catch a 30-inch snook on a hanging, dangling bait. And the snook literally pulls the, pulls it out of the trees. You're right, right, right. That's some of my fe- best fishing there. Yeah, like that's, that's fun. Yes. And that's very visual. And anything that's visual is fun for oh, these yeah. guys. Oh, th- these kids freaked out this week. They catch a, uh, catch a ladyfish, and the ladyfish just swallowed it. So I take the hook out still, and I throw the ladyfish back in the water, and he, he wasn't really swimming well. And out of nowhere, this osprey comes two feet from the boat. That's cool. Scoops down, grabs this whole ladyfish, and the kids were just blown away. And here I am in the back of the boat like, 
Yeah, that was cool. Like, <laughs> why didn't I catch that on like slow mo yeah, camera right. or something? I'm like, now I know. Like, going into next week, if I see one in the tree and one of these fish are hurt, <laughs> I'm definitely getting the camera ready. But like, those, it takes something so little to to really get these kids going. Like, you know, they're they're impressed with dolphins, big stingrays. Oh, they love know. stingrays. And then like this week, you no know, kids really want to catch a shark. I mean, I was killing the shark the first week, and I even was talking to Mike Murray like. Dude, we struggled with catching sharks this week. So I think the, the I think the key is to actually have some shrimp because the bonnetheads like the shrimp a little bit more than actually the greenbacks. But that might be so. And the, all the rain that we've gotten, the more fresh water there is, sharks do not handle fresh water. Yeah, especially where we fish around USF in downtown St. Petersburg. We do a lot of shoreline fishing there, and the more fresh water we get, the more tarpon and snook, and the less fresh water and rain we get, the more sharks. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Parker, let everyone know to get on that waiting list. Okay, so next summer, the dates will be posted in the next uh, six weeks for 2020. Okay. Um, the website is fantasyfishingcamp.com. Okay. There's registration buttons all over that thing. You can uh, sign up for a waiting list now, or if you want to wait um, until about mid-September, I'm going to post uh, the 2020 dates. Cool. And it's not just summer. You also do a winter break, yep. a spring break, yep. stuff so like that. So there'll be a fall and spring calendar soon posted yeah. as well. Okay. Um, and you can sign up for those too. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking your Sunday morning. Come sit with me. No I had a problem. good time with yeah, you. Yeah, man. Uh, also, guys, Scalafest, August 24th, 25th in Homosassa. Uh, we've been following on our page. We're getting a ton of likes, a ton of shares, a lot of, a lot of people that are going. So make sure you check that out. And uh, also make sure you check out Southeastern Fishing Tackle for all your tackle needs. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. We appreciate y'all listening. This is Flats Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone. Two fingers. You're listening to Flats Mafia on 102.5 The Bone.